Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Today, I have Kimberly Simonetti, who is the owner of The Match Pro, dating expert and master photographer. Kimberly is very active in many professional networking groups, private clubs, and charitable organizations, which provides a plethora of resources for meeting singles. It is not unusual to spot Kimberly at numerous events throughout the week. Her business acumen and experience was instrumental in making the Match Pro the successful company it is today. She's worked for more than 40 years as a professional photographer and connector of people. So Kimberly, welcome to the show. I know we've been collaborating for a while now, and I've known you for many years in the industry. And yeah, so welcome, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. And I am so excited to be here today. And uh, wow, it's when I listen to the bio, it's like, it's hard to believe it just so you can get your math right I started business at four years old so you know how old I am <laughs> yes that's awesome well I know you have tons of experience in the match pro in the dating industry and lots of great tips and knowledge and wisdom that you could share with the audience so let's just start off today about dating how you think dating has evolved in the time that you've worked in the industry, what do you think are some of the biggest uh, changes that you've seen? I think one of the hugest, the biggest changes is it's it's the retro. People are going back to the old fashioned um, matchmaking kind of concept because they're tired of the dating apps and getting them nowhere and fake people and married people and scammers. And they're, they just are tired of it and ghosting, right? I mean, when you had old fashioned matchmaking, um, you didn't quite have those problems. I mean, you might have the occasional person that might flake out and leave um, or not show up for a date. But for the most part, um, you know, you you miss that pitfall. And people are busy today, right? Lots of working professionals, um, just like you would hire a realtor um, to navigate, you know, your interest in buying real estate. Um, this is really not much different than that. So you mentioned ghosting. What do you think is the proper way for you to let someone know that you're not interested in meeting them again for a second, third or fourth date, or you want to stop the relationship and break up with them? What do you think is the proper way of doing it? Like, do you have certain rules that you want your clients to follow? Yeah. So first off, um, I think number one, start off being kind. And just like the old proverb says, do unto others as you'd like done unto you. And I get if you are not interested or you're not feeling it, but I think the kindest thing to do and be um, have integrity as a person, which will speak loudly about you because you don't know if somebody has a friend, a cousin, a coworker, um, you know, somebody in their world or orb that might be perfect for you. And just by being kind, um, and that is just, you know, something quick and just say, you know, it's not, I'm not feeling it for me. You're really a great person, but it's, it's just not working for me and that's it. And it's okay. Um, you know, you're not here to hurt anybody's feelings, but honestly, that's how I actually met my husband just because he was dating somebody that was in a group that I had just got together with and he kind of ghosted her. 
And she said, uh, called him up and said, listen, we really liked you as a person. Um, and I get you don't want to go out with me anymore. Um, but we want you just to hang out with us. And because he was part of the group, that's how I met him. So that's why just by being kind, her act of kindness, even though she was the one that was sort of being dumped, if you will, um, you know, her husband should have been a little bit more forthright than probably saying to her that, you know, I'm not interested. But nonetheless, uh, she was being kind and said, hey, just hang out with us. And that's how we met. I think that's so important to be kind and considerate and just be like a good human being for even just one date of 60 minutes, 90 minutes. Um, you know, yesterday I set up a client with a, a lady and he said that was his worst date ever in his life. So think about it. Wow. He's like 50 something years old. And he just said, she wins the title of him having his worst wow. date in his life. And I was thinking, gosh, how can one person who have intention of going out on a date to meet someone, maybe their partner, maybe not, maybe just mm -hmm. friends, but she couldn't even be pleasant for one hour. Like that to me is a bad deal because now I'm never going to want to set her up again. That was my impression right. of her. Right. And right. I also told the other matchmaker, like, this is what his impression of her is like, mm -hmm. set her up with caution. She couldn't even carry on a conversation. Her body language was turned off. She couldn't even answer without a yes or no answer. Like she just wasn't even going to be a participant and mm -hmm. trying to make the date pleasant. Like now mm -hmm. I just think, you know what? That lady is just not a nice person. I, even if I had the perfect guy for her, I don't mm -hmm. even want to set her up again. So that's mm -hmm. a shame. Like I, how can right. someone mm -hmm. be such a horrible person and not be nice on a date? So I, mm -hmm. I guess I just want the uh, listeners out there to realize it's okay that the person in front of you is not going to be your forever person. He doesn't right. have to be your friend after this, but the least you can do is be a nice, kind person on this mm -hmm. date that he most likely will pay for the date, right? I mm -hmm. expect the guy to pay on the first date. So right. it, it's just a bummer to, when I hear stories like that, like it someone's is. worst date ever, you know? You know, I am um, equate really dating to getting a college degree, right? You, um, you, you start dating and just like, okay. Um, and matchmaking to be a professional in working within that professional matchmaking genre um, you know, you, you put the money into the matchmaker. That's your, your voice and your advocate. Um, and you really need to do what it takes and anybody work on either side, whether they're a free resource member, um, or they're paying for this service should realize it's the same thing. You need to really do the work. Um, you know, there's many people that have done amazing work and, uh, you know, in getting an education and learning and never getting a degree. And this is much like that route um, where you really need to do the work. You need to be present. You need to have good eye contact. You need to be pleasant and you need to be kind overall, everything. And if nothing else, if you really don't like that person, it was practice. And again, you don't know if somebody in their orb, like if you're like, hey, we have a different energy, but you're perfect for my friend or my coworker or my neighbor or whatever. So it goes back to that. Set your intention and use it as a practice. Even if you don't like the person, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I always tell people all the time, 
please don't show up in a wedding dress and a tuxedo. That's not what this is. You just want to meet to see if there's enough connection or just to see who they are. You yeah. should be curious about people. Yeah, I feel like the people out there who want to become a good dater or who want to be ready for their person, mm -hmm. they just need practice, right? Like you can't just mm -hmm. assume that, oh, this perfect person is going to be in front of me and I'm going to know exactly how to act when he mm -hmm. or she is in front of me. That's not true. You need practice and you need to uh, have certain behaviors that you know works for you and you got to find your own dating personality too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to also find some stories to tell on a date that you know yes. are going to be good, funny stories that would keep your date engaged. I mean, yeah. all those things are great examples of dating, right? Dating should be mm -hmm. fun. So go out there and practice. But mm -hmm. I do get clients actually that come to me and say, oh, I want this person to be this, 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 and this, and, and it's going to be great. It's like, wow, if it was that easy, we would be rich in our yeah. industry, but it's not, it's, it takes a little bit of practice to get, to get there. Right. So, oh my gosh. And that's the truth. And, you know, and I think today we are in such a, a, a world of everything so physical and they, it's all about the physical and we listen to it all day long. Do we not may? It's like, they've got to be this height. They've got to be this shape, this size, this, this, I, Kim Kardashian, a stick, whatever it is, you know, there's so, um, I, and I get, you've got to be physically attractive. I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's all about the person's heart. And if you can find at least some sort of connection where you can learn about that person's heart and who they are and, you know, what they stand for and their integrity as a person that I've seen people that I've grown to like absolutely love as people just because their heart is so amazing. And I think they're better looking because of it. Right. 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 No, going back to this date that my client had yesterday, he said she looked just like her photos. She looked great. She mm -hmm. looked like the body shape that I'm interested in, but then check, her, check, personality, check. <laughs> her personality made her so ugly. So he was like, yes. I first thought my first impression of her was, yeah, she looked like her photos. She looked great. Yes. I was attracted to her look, but after like 20 minutes, he's like, whoa, wow. She is not pretty right now just with her personality. So, right. Yeah. Well, I, oftentimes I feel like the really pretty trim girls that everybody wants, um, they have so much choice and, um, you know, they are so skewed about like next, 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 that they, they don't understand what they're looking for at the end of the day. Right. Because yeah, again, they have to be attractive, but I got to tell you, I would take somebody that is not exactly taking all my points. That has a good heart and a good person and a good soul any day of the week over how they look. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, the tall guys don't have to try as hard, right? Cause yes. they have a lot yes. of women buying yes. for their attention and the hot mm -hmm. girls don't have to try as hard because That's they have right. a lot of choices. So, but wow, what a way of saying you won the lottery. If you meet a woman that you're into, who's gorgeous and has a kind heart. Oh my gosh. It's wow. like a 10 or a 12. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, um, 
it's like a bonus, right? If yes, yes, and yeah, I I feel like the men that I have um, that I work with who are tall, you know, they're like six o, six one, six two. They don't have to try as hard when it comes to dating, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. But a guy who's five six, five eight, he's going to treat you probably ten times better. Oh my gosh, yeah. I have that conversation all day long. You know, women will call and they'll say, "So let me get this straight: unless somebody is at least five ten or taller, you don't want to meet them, even though they could be the most amazing person in the world and treat you like Cinderella. You don't want to meet them because they're five seven or five, eight, like, really, that's the most important thing to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're probably going to be the women who's coming to me at age 42, 44, who wants kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones yep. that are actually setting themselves up to mm-hmm. have a tougher time once they are ready. And they maybe are willing to date someone yes. shorter now. It's like, dude, it's too late now. That yep. guy who's five, six, five, eight, that wanted to date you 10 years ago, does not want to date you now. So just be you're careful. You're too busy blowing them off because right. you're looking for some look that yeah. doesn't exist for you, right? So what are uh, some of your challenges now when you work with clients? Um, what are some things that you help them get through or navigate through right now? Yeah, probably much like you and everybody else in this industry. And that is, Um, You know, when you take people, um, and I am of the mindset, probably much like how you work, I know for sure, because you have integrity, um, in that when you take someone and you say, okay, what are you looking for? You know, what's important? When you do your due diligence in vetting the person um, and who they are um, and what they're looking for, and then they get into it and you get the spreadsheet (laughs) with, they need to have... Um, you know, this shape eyes and the shaped hands and the shape, um, you know, this and that, and it's all physical and the body fat. And I'm like, do you think that I'm actually going to go to somebody's house before you go out and calibrate, do a calibration test of their body fat? I mean, is that what you really think? I mean, you know, when you meet people like, listen, you can gain 10 or 15 pounds in a couple of months or lose that in a couple of months. So who knows in either direction, Um, but the expectations of being realistic about what it is and then changing it up. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's fine to say um, my deal breaker is I don't want somebody that smokes. um, I don't want somebody that drinks and I don't want somebody that, um, is, uh, you know, over religious. And then you soften that as you go. That's one thing. Or you can say, you know what, I really want somebody that's this or that. But when I take you and I've done my vetting, I make sure I have at least 10 people in my database that I think are a good introduction for you. And if I don't have those 10 people, I don't really want to take you because I'm not going to be able to do my best. You're not going to be happy with me. And I'm not going to be happy with you because you're, you're expecting something. Um, you know, and like I said, when you change it up, like that, that lessens the choices that I have for you. Um, and I give you the price and work with you based on that initial information. Um, you know, if you get more relaxed, that's better for me because it opens up more choices that I can offer to you. But when you become more strict about those, um, things and change it up dramatically, like, oh no, they have to be this or that. And now I need somebody that's going to make $175,000 a year or more. And I've, taking you based in on, you know, what we originally talked about, I can't service you the best I can. 
So if they open up their parameters, it's always yes. a win. If they close their parameters and be more strict, yes, it's like, yeah, I like to tell the clients like, okay, you've been dating 20, 30, 40 years and you're giving me six months or eight months to work with you, but you're really narrowing down your parameters mm -hmm. and that's going to be extra, extra tough for me. So instead of mm -hmm. you meeting one to two women a month, it just might be one a month or one in every six. If you're lucky. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I mean, at least the criteria will be exactly who you want, but, but then it's like, I didn't marry somebody who is exactly what I envisioned who I would marry. So it's like, you just don't know what's going to happen in life and you just have to right. be open. And I, I hate keep saying that, but it is really true. Like you just really don't know who mm -hmm. you're going to end up with. Um, That's right. So aside from those things with a client, um, I know you are an expert professional photographer as well. So what are some things that you can um, share with the audience about key things with their photos? Just rattle it off really quick. Yeah. Number one, um, don't use your business photo. I don't care if it's a really good photo of it, of yourself. Um, the reality is you're not looking for um, a business acquaintance, even though marriage and relationships can end up being much like businesses. That's not what you're trying to do. It's a lifestyle. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's that one image that's going to um, really captivate somebody to get them to want to get to know you in the first place. You um, need to make sure that it's captivating, clean, good, clean lighting, and spend the money to get professional photos with a good photographer. Because if you don't have good, clean lighting and really pretty um, look to the work, Nobody cares, even a matchmaker. We're here to advocate for you. You need to advocate for yourself. Put your best work out there. You wouldn't send a schlocky resume uh, to a future employer um, and, and think, well, you know, they should know my heart and soul and it doesn't matter. You want to have a tight resume and your photo is that first tight resume that you send out. And that's how I got into this business, right? It's because in the new thing of dating um, back in the late 90s, um, People wanted good photos. And my my people that I was doing pictures for were finding relationships that they wanted um, because of the photo. So photos are it. Um, and, and so it's really important to have really good ones um, and fun and more lifestyle, um, not business, because you're not trying to find a business person, um, you know, necessarily you want to find a relationship relationship and that would be with lifestyle and joy and happiness and um you know fun clothing um not a suit and tie if you will or you know sport jacket so when you say lifestyle uh photos you mean like if they're an avid hiker they take a photo of them on a hike and post that in their dating profile yes and not with their friends maybe their dog um make sure it's good clean lighting um, make sure you have number one, a really good close up. Make sure the lighting, like I said, is good and clean. And you can do that very easily with open shade scenarios where you have bright, um, you know, light and you're on the cusp of, of the open shade. Um, I always, that's my go to when I'm on a, you know, session with uh, getting somebody. And that's one of the things that I do as part of my memberships. Unless I have really amazing photos of my people coming in, 
I do not let them use what they have. I take photos or I am behind the photo sessions um, so I can orchestrate that so they can set them in their best journey. What if uh, they don't want to get professional photos taken? Can they just take it with like their iPhone or have a friend? Some of my best photos have been with iPhones. And again, make sure that it's just good, clean photos. And when you have dirty light, dirty light um, equates to like, if you can picture um, like leaves in the tree and then you have patches of bright and patches of dark, that is like the biggest thing or harsh sunlight and harsh shadows. It's not attractive. I mean, it can be used um, effectively in certain scenarios, but I would not say that is your go-to. That would be the salt or the, the salt, the seasoning or the icing on the cake to have one of those, the good, clean lighting, good close up, good camera angle. Like for instance, my face is very wide. So just by turning my face like this, I just lost 10 pounds and I didn't do anything other than turn my face. So yeah. things like that and good, clean lighting, you want to have cap captivating lighting in the eyes to make sure you have good eye um, lighting and not uh, those dark raccoon shadows under the eye. One thing I remember when you took photos of me with your iPhone, um, yes. <laughs> when you told me when I'm sitting, make sure my arms or when I'm standing that they're not so close to the side because then it makes yes. me look fat. So I should maybe yes. you know, have some, some, uh, <laughs> some space, space in between my uh, arm and my body. So yeah. And just turning your body slightly makes a big difference. Like here to here, yeah. what a difference. Right. And what I mean, you, it just, it just is. What are your thoughts on um, just having a friend kind of follow you around and take a video of you. So then later on, you just go back and you pick the frame of uh, certain shots that maybe make you look good, like maybe move slow with a video camera. Would that work or no? Um, you know, it could work um, because you can do um, stills as you could do time-lapse um, photography, um, which you can do, especially the new iPhones. I have an iPhone 13 Pro and it's amazing. It's got the cinematic. Um, actually, one of the funny things, I was just um, speaking with Shana Tibby yesterday um, from Israel we were talking about, um, she has some clients here in the Sarasota area. And um, we were talking about, um, you know, doing photos and that kind of thing. And I said, you know, I've been toying with um, doing like quick glibits of video, um, like maybe just a 30 second and actually producing that and showing that to prospective uh, clients or matchmakers. And it could be something simple. Like um, if you do, uh, you know, like a, um, dating online profiles and you say, give me spicy over, um, uh, uh, you know, spicy food over, you know, um, salty food, or give me, um, take over potato chips or, you know, like some kind of little glibits of a vignette of like, you know, then you might be the one for me and find me at the beach over the pool. Um, but just something, and if you are interested in finding a really good person that likes to do this and that, I'm the person for you. But just something really quick of moving and talking to get a better sense, um, as long as your clients are comfortable with that. Um, but I've been toying with doing that um, as an intro to, um, you know, advocating for my clients as well. I mean, that could be as simple as me just firing off 10 yes. questions for you, right? So, yes. okay, Kimberly, yes. do you prefer working with 
male paying clients or female paying clients? <laughs> you know, it depends then, on like, which kind of client. Yeah. Do you yeah. prefer uh, date coaching or do you prefer matchmaking? Do you prefer dark chocolate mm -hmm. or milk chocolate? Do you prefer yeah. Twix or Kit Kat right. and why or whatever? Like just something fun. So yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah then, just something quick and just like a quick little paragraph of of talking and moving. And, you know, again, it has to do with the lighting and making sure, but I'm telling you the iPhones with um, cinematic um, feature um, is amazing. It really is amazing because the sound is so professional and the look is so professional. As long as you can get the lighting good, you're good. Yeah. Lighting does a lot for you. It like takes lines off your face. It smooths you out. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah, yes. I, I'm not a big fan of uh women submitting profile photos to me that are really, really edited. I could tell that, mm -hmm. dude, you say you're 50 and you look 30 in this photo. I'm sure it's doctored, like you know, like doctored. Like I'm sure there's that's yeah. not the way they really look. There's a fine line. Um, and I've had this conversation with many people because I mean, AI is a big thing in photography now. Like that is the biggest thing because you can take even a snapshot um, and you do an AI um, application to it and it could look like a, turn it into a Mary Cassatt or a John Singer Sargent or a Rembrandt. Um, like the photo of me and the photo of you right now, it could be turned into that very easily um, with different applications using AI. Um, so that is a big thing, um, but it is something like, for instance, like I'm wearing makeup today. You know, you can say, well, listen, I don't want anything that's, you know, too doctor. Well, then don't wear makeup because you don't look like that in the morning. I once had a client that I tried to fire that, um, you know, wanted a picture of somebody without makeup on. And I said, absolutely not. You're going to take the photo as it was given to you. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. But the reality is that's unfair. But I think, you know, there is a fine line where you want to have something, but it shouldn't be too much. I mean, it's fine. Looks like you would use a makeup application on your face. It's fine to have a little bit of retouching. But like you said, um, you can't be too much because that's not fair either. His point of having somebody without makeup on does he want somebody who's natural looking like he wants somebody who no. does makeup? they have to be naturally beautiful like they are wearing makeup without wearing makeup was his I mean he really was uh distorted but he can very well tell if someone has makeup on or has too much makeup on like you can kind of figure it out for yourself you know well the worst part of it is um this guy liked a Kim Kardashian sort of look well like okay that's a lot of makeup any, you know, false eyelashes, all of that. So if you think they're going to take off their makeup and look like that, you're mistaken. That's not ever going to be how they look. What do your, anybody. Um, what do your male clients think of women probably in their twenties or thirties who wears fake eyelashes daily? Um, you know what? I, I haven't really run into that too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a whole thing now that they have eyelash extensions that you do just like a manicure or pedicure. Um, you know, listen, some people like natural and, you know, they want the girl that's just going to go to the football game and, you know, know every move and whatever that, you know, is like hangs with them like one of the guys. And some people want the feminine little arm candy that, 
you know, like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to go, you know, grab something from the concession stand. So it's like, you have to figure out what it is that you like, what's more important. Do you want somebody that's in the trenches with you or somebody that just looks good going to the trenches with you? <laughs> what, are, uh, what are some questions you ask your potential clients or free people in your database? What are some uh, questions you ask that makes you kind of learn more about them? That's not the traditional questions that they find in like match.com or Bumble right. or Hinge. Right. Like what are some of those questions you ask that can get to the nitty gritty of who someone is? That's a great question. Um, one of the biggest things, why now? What is it about now that you're so at, you know interested in having a relationship? Is there something in your life that happened? Um, you know, why? Um, so that's number one. Number two, on a scale of one to 10, um, 10 being the most important thing um, that I have a relationship and find that love relationship I want or one like, ah, if it happens, it happens. I don't really care in either direction because that helps me identify. Some people are just lucky lose and that's fine, but I know to put them in a different category than the people that are really, really interested and intent in finding what is, because I know those are going to be the best because I work in more of a holistic sort of uh, scenario. And that is, I want to improve upon, like if I have somebody that's going out and they're not making eye contact or they're talking about past dates, um, that kind of thing, I'm going to be coaching them. Like, listen, number one, eye contact, eyes are the windows to the soul. If I don't have your attention and um, feel like you are listening, then, you know, no date is going to want uh, or take you serious, number one. Number two, you don't ever talk about past relationships in that way. Like, oh, I, this is what I did with my wife all the time. We always came here, your ex-wife. And like, no, really? Nobody wants to hear that. You know, no, we all know that we have past behind us, but no, don't bring it to the party. It's just not appropriate. Um, so I need to ask questions about their intention and why it's so important and um, get a feel for if they are coachable. Because if I know they're coachable and they're interested in bettering themselves, then I know that we got a shot at this because there's no guarantee at the end of the day, because I can't make you like somebody and I can't make somebody like you. I can put a hundred, like you just had, tick all the boxes. Oh, how perfect. And then they suck. They suck as a person. So just because they look a certain way doesn't mean they are going to be what you really want at the end of the day, because looks will fade, right? And we're all going to get older and we're five minutes from not looking the way we have always looked, right? Yeah, that is one of my biggest fears is getting old. But <laughs> I, the reason why I say that is because uh, my mom's health is kind of fragile right now. And, you know, we've talked about this off the show, but uh, yeah, my mom just had a stroke 10 days ago and she's 83, but wow, what a great life she's lived so far at 83. Mm -hmm. So I feel like every uh, year she's past 83 is a bonus, right? Because yes. Um, yes. her mom also passed away. My grandma passed away around eighties and it just really makes you think like how precious life is and how every year matters. And is that your dog behind you? Yes, that's Vita. Vita, come here. Come here. He, um, he's monitoring 
the outside. We have people doing landscaping today. Oh, cute, cute. Um, okay, so that I like that question of why now? Like, why now are you so interested in becoming hiring a matchmaker and becoming a client to proactively do your search? I I like that. That's a good question. Um, yeah. I I like to ask people when they say I want to have kids or I'm open to having kids. I like to mm -hmm. ask them scale of one to 10, like 10, you really want mm -hmm. kids. Uh, one, you don't really want kids. Mm -hmm. Like where do you fall in that? Because I find that a lot of women are saying that they are open to having kids. But then to me, when they say open, I feel like they can go either way, yes or no to a future uh, partner who wants kids mm -hmm. or not. But then mm -hmm. I ask them scale of one to 10, they're like, oh yeah, I'm a 10. I'm like, why would you yeah. say you're a yes? on wanting kids versus open. So I feel like if right. people really want to have kids, if they are at eight, nine or 10, they should say yes on kids, not just open. Cause that's what right. They're saying they're open online, but then the people might swipe past them, not thinking that right. they really want to have kids. So I feel like when you're doing online dating or working with a matchmaker, it's like, just be honest. What do you have to lose? Mm -hmm. Put everything out there and see who you attract. So right, and it and it's it's interesting to me because getting back to that kid question because that is a big one. That's part of the vetting process, right? What are you looking for? You know, uh, do they can they never have been married? Um, you know, do they have to have no children already in their lives? So on and so forth. But it's so funny because um, it's important. And I remember once we sent out somebody, and they were on the first date, practically naming the children with the prospective introduction. And I'm like, wait, like number one, if I set you up with this person is because it's, it's a deal breaker for them. Understand you both want kids, right? Understand you both want people that are not smoking or smokers or whatever it is. Understand that, that you don't have to start bringing that to the forefront and saying that you just have to figure out that we have enough in common to actually have a relationship besides those deal breakers, they're already been discussed and conversation has had been had. And so we don't need to have that discussion anymore. Going back to when you said something about kids and stuff, at what age do you think that women start getting alarmed when they find out a guy has never been married and don't have kids? <sighs> and also what age range do you work with men that have you, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, the men who come to you at what age range do the women go, wow, that's too old. He still wants to have kids. Like what do you I know? think anything over 42, 43, uh, I mean, they start saying, uh, you know, there's, there's this question mark kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what about you? would your advice be to men? Like, Hey, if you're 40, and you really want to have kids, you better like get on it and be serious. Oh, well, that's a given, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and we get them, you know, these 55 year old, 60 year old men, and they want to have children. I even had once a 70 year old that I had a, a conversation with. He's like, well, I still want children. And I'm like, what? Yeah. 70? You want children? I, you know, and I just like, that's just totally, even 60, it becomes unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, that's just not it's actually not even fair to children, right? To have kids starting at 60. Um, they get to be, if they're lucky, a 20 year old and they're at the stages of, you know, where we are with our parents, you know, in, in our age range. Um, and it's, it's not fair to them. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't get married until I was 45, but I knew I didn't want to have children. But I wondered, right. like, fine. I feel like 45 for a guy is still not too old to have kids. It's Even not. 50, I feel like, because I'm 50 now. So I'm like, yes. oh, could I still want to have kids if I was a guy? And maybe, I don't know. I, I often wonder, like, what age do women kind of feel like, ooh, that's he still wants kids at that age. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes some women like older men. Um, but so it, it isn't really as black and white, but I think 40 ish, 40 to 45 is that magic age range. Um, where people start thinking about, you know, I do want to retire. I do, you know, I don't want to have children the rest of my life. I don't, you know, I think that's the really serious sort of defining time frame. But I feel like men who are maybe 50, 55, who do really, really well or very financially stable mm -hmm. or yeah. wealthy, have lots of assets. Yeah. I feel like they are still okay having kids because they know they could take care of the kids or they want to pass down maybe their wealth to their future kids. I don't know. Right. I, I wonder well, what especially if they've never had children, I think even more so, I think that that can be a scenario, but you got to have the patience. And, you know, when you get older, you don't always have the same patience that you once did. Yeah. Yeah. I like how Vito's nodding off. He's so cute. Are, are we boring him to death? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One last question, since we're on the topic of dogs right now, um, do you feel like uh, women and men should pose with their doggy photos for a profile yes. picture? What about cats? Yep, yep. I think you put it all out there. If, if something's important or someone's important. Now, if you have little children, never, ever, ever under any circumstances, put them in any photos. Um, it, I mean, you know, it obviously needs to be made. Yes, I have children. Yes, they're this age. You know, that's for sure. But if having an animal in your life is important, um, then you need to, and you have an animal, then put them in the damage because it says, you know, I'm a dog person, I'm a cat person, and this is important to me because I'm taking the time um, to do that with, you know, my animal. And it's an important thing for me. Like one of the questions in my profiles is like, do you have any animals? If so, what kind? Do you have allergies to any? Um, because it does make a difference, especially cats. He's asleep now, isn't he? I know. It's so cute. Okay. So <laughs> wrapping it up, Kimberly, tell uh, the audience a little bit about what you do, where you are, how they can get in touch with you. Of course, I would uh, include all of the information in the show notes as well. Oh, great, great, great. Um, so it's, um, it's, I'm based in um, Sarasota at this point. Um, my practice has been in the DMV area for many years, which of people that don't know that area, it's really Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia, but also um, goes into the Pennsylvania area, um, you know, because it's all kind of right there, um, the way uh, geography goes. Um, so, and I've expanded my practice to the Sarasota region of Florida, which is the Southwest region. Um, and you can reach me um, via my website at thematchpro.com. Um, my phone number is 410-773-9585. Um, and my personal email is Kimberly at thematchpro.com. And I would love to talk to anybody that's serious about finding a relationship that is open to this journey with me um, to help them help themselves. And sometimes that includes 
a series of uh, intensive coaching and some reading um, so that we can uh, help each other. Um, most of my um, clients come in and I insist on doing new photo sessions. And oftentimes we go over the clothing and or shopping um, for clothing for um, these photo sessions. And they're great to have for dating um, because I think that having a fresh eye and fresh clothes um, when you put yourself out there, because even the photos are one thing, but you, and you know this, when you have on a special outfit or something that you really feel good about, you feel differently, you act differently, you present yourself in a really positive light because you know you look good. And I think having that fresh thing to take off the hanger that you know is clean and doesn't have stains um, and is fresh will make you feel better and um, put your best intention and best foot forward. I love it. I love all that. Well, thank you, Kimberly, for joining me today. And ladies out there, if you're single, would love to meet you in case I have a great client for you to meet. Go to twoasianmatchmakers.com, fill out a profile with me. And then if you're interested in becoming a paying client, I would love to speak to you as well and meet with you and see how I can serve you. Thank you very much and bye everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye.